Alright everybody, welcome back to another episode of Another Bourbon Show. Uh, tonight we are going to be drinking uh, another another bourbon provided by Ryan. Uh, this one's a store pick, and it's a it's a killer store pick. It's a 1792 foolproof. Foolproof? Foolproof. Yes, sir. Yeah. 125, 125 proof. 1792 foolproof uh, store pick. That's a Jewel Osco st- store pick, it seems. Yes, it is. Very cool. So, uh, Stephen, before we do anything else, what do you think? This uh, bottle to me is, and, and you have to view it as an, as a bottle, I think. I'm only going to rate the label itself, but I think the bottle itself looks really cool. Um, from the topper to the font that they use, um, I think it all looks good as a, as a total package. I think it looks like something that you'd see in a, in a Bond movie sitting on a bar. It just has that sort of, I don't know, sort of mid-century sort of aesthetic to it. It's very sort of almost gaudy and flashy. Um, I like it. I think it looks good. It's like a great Gatsby type type thing as well. Um, so I think it looks good, but the label itself is is basic on its own, um, although it looks nice. I'll also point out, since it's a store pick, I always like it. I've mentioned this when we did the uh, Woodford Reserve Double Oaked pick. I like when they make it obvious that I'm looking at a store pick. So I like that because of the overall simplicity of the bottle, that sticker really stands out. And I like that the sticker is gold. It fits in with the overall aesthetic. And you can you can always tell right away, not from a distance, but you can tell right away what version of that bourbon it is because it'll say whether it's a sweet wheat, full proof, so on and so forth. It tells you right up front, which is good. But again, all those bottles look the same, which dings it a bit for me. That's sort of the mark against 1792 is there's not a huge differentiation from afar, but I'm going to be giving it a seven. I think it's a really solid looking bottle overall, solid looking label, pretty minimalist, but it's just a, it's a cool aesthetic that's not replicated often. So two things I want to add. Number one is um, the cork could be considered a deadly weapon. That cork is fucking heavy. I mean, it's what, like a pound at least? No, this is very light. That one is? Very light. I mean, yeah, it's very light. Really? Maybe it's because of the store pick. Yeah, it's not, Could it's not be. heavy. Okay. Typically, 1792 cork, like that metal is heavy. Not as heavy as, um, it's not the heaviest. The heaviest I know of is an Ezra Brooks that's only available at the distillery itself. Those things are like a full two pounds. I was going to anyway, say, I've, I've heard about a Lux Row one that's very yeah. thick. Yep. Lux Row, uh, Ezra, that's, yeah, that's their company. It's, that thing is wicked heavy. Um, the other thing I was going to say is, Stephen, notice that on the 1792, that black strip at the top just underneath the cork. That tells you it's a foolproof. White is bottled in bond. Orange is uh, sweet wheat, I think. So if you know the colors, you can tell from a distance which exact one it is. You don't need to see the foolproof or the bottled in bond or the sweet wheat or whatever it is. Okay. Um, That's fair. Just, F- just FYI. Um, Put that in my again, errata. 
<laughs> but you gave it a 7.0 anyway. So it's not like you were dinging it for that. Yeah. Um, um, I just wanted to clue the listeners in that if you do know like what their colors mean, then, then you can tell from a distance, which one is which. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. If they do that, I, I thought that could be the case because of that, that color, but I wasn't aware of that. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely a good, a good uh, idea. And obviously they agree. Yeah, I'm trying to. I want to look up what the colors are because I've got the sweet wheat here, but I don't remember. Regular bourbon's just red. Yeah, the small batch is red. Yeah. That's a good. Yeah, good point there. Um, bottled and bond, I think, is white. You know, it's funny. They uh, this brand's no longer with our company. It's something weird with Sazerac, but um, they're so weird. We did a uh, a tasting of like this is probably like four years ago maybe even longer, but, um, could have been five, but they let us taste every single 1792 varietal. And this is before I was like super, super into bourbon. So I tried the sweet wheat, the foolproof, you know, the bottle and bottom, every, and I didn't even really realize what I was drinking at the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So wish I can go back in time and not be an idiot, but I'm an idiot. So, <laughs> <laughs> So they've got a port finish that is blue, sweet wheat is orange, I bet that bottled and bond is yellow, single barrel is white, and the 12 year is, I can't see, like a gray. And that's their whole lineup, I think. So, uh, so 1792 foolproof. Uh, Ryan already mentioned that it's 125 proof. Uh, rumored to be aged, aged about eight years, but there's no age statement that says specifically that, um, undisclosed mash bill, uh, but rumored to be 75% corn, 15% rye and 10% malted barley. And the SRP is $45 for the standard off the shelf foolproof. However, you're not going to find it. It's going to be very, very unlikely that you'll find it for $45, um, even for just a standard off the shelf. Um, they 1792 has gotten really wrapped up in the Buffalo Trace craze, um, which makes me really, really, really angry because the people who go crazy for it say, well, it it's almost exactly like Buffalo Trace. And no, it's not at all they both happen to be owned by sazerac that's the only comparison that's the only similarity between 1792 and buffalo trace there you have the same parent company just like a volkswagen is not the same as a lamborghini but they're both owned by volkswagen the corporation they're completely different vehicles they're both completely different distilleries. Both of them are awesome. They both make great stuff, but they shouldn't be compared in any way, shape, or form. I'll get off my soapbox. Yeah. The thing about this bottle, it's great on the shelf because you can fit a shitload of them on because they're so skinny. But they're wide. (laughs) Does that matter to you? I mean, it makes up for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. The the slenderness of it. It's like Woodford. You could put like 20 bottles up the shelf. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's funny, too, because as soon as you said that, I was like, yeah, it's, it, I mean, physically, it's about the same as a Woodford bottle, like as far as space wise. Right. Yeah. 
Woodford got in the past past few years. The, their bottles actually used to be wider. They actually made them skinnier and a little taller than they used to be. So, okay, yeah. Well, what do you say we drink? Let's do it. Cheers, cheers, cheers boys. Just what just what I need. Hair of the dog. <laughs> <laughs> It is a. Uh, it's got a very strong nose to it. You can tell it's a high proofer. Yes. Oh yeah. That'll singe the That's nose good. hairs. Well, let's be honest. Nostrils. <laughs> I mean, one twenty-five is a very high proof. Like that's. Oh yeah. The Not second around. or third highest we've ever had on here on the show. I think so. The Stag Junior was higher. Yeah, Stag Junior is higher. Smoke Wagon Small Batch wasn't as high, I don't think, right? No, it wasn't. It's like 121.8 or something. You mean uncut, yeah. unfiltered, right? Or uncut, unfiltered, yeah. yeah. Uh, what about the Weller Full Proof? That's 114. Ooh. Yeah. This is probably second to Stag Junior, I imagine. Yeah, I think you're right. I feel like, I feel like we're missing one, though, but we, yeah, we've too. done a lot of bourbons. Oh, whatever. 56 now, if memory serves. Oh, and that doesn't even count the... Uh, the multi-episodes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're up there. What do you guys think of the nose? Yeah, it's high proof, but what else? I mean, you get that... Yeah, you could tell it's a high proof. I get a lot of like vanilla and cherry to it, like dried cherries. You know, here's the... so. Yeah, you can definitely, on the nose, you can tell that it's very high proof. But it's not a negative high proof nose, right? Like, No, I like mean, it it's it singes your nose hairs a little bit, but it's it just, it's packed with smell. And it's packed yeah. with flavor as well. And it's pleasant. It's a yeah. pleasant high alcohol yeah. nose. This, this is definitely one of the most interesting noses, I think, on a bourbon that we've drank. I mean... It's very complex. You get that oak, but then you get a little sweetness, you know? Uh-huh. It's very sweet on the nose. Yeah, I think it's almost like a French vanilla sweetness. That's not like the only smell I pick up, but I can mm-hmm. definitely pick that out on its own. I, I get a lot of... I actually like the nose a lot. Yeah. A lot of fruit to it as well, like you were mm-hmm. talking about, Ryan. Yeah. Let's try sip. Cheers. That is way sweeter than I thought it would be off the nose. Much sweeter. It is sweet. <laughs> um, this has a, de- a decadent feel to it, so I can see why you've done some damage to the bottle. <laughs> it is good, man. I do this like it. This is great shit. This is really good, isn't it? It is. It's very complex. There's a lot going on. <laughs> and I should long have a few hug. Of these bottles at the store. Yes, yes, you should have. <laughs> like that, it really warms your belly. Like really warms your belly. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a yeah, long. It's like finish. a backhand heat. Long finish. Yeah, and it's warm. Definitely a hug. Like a that brandy for a while. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a great comparison, actually. There's a lot of brandy quality to this. There is. And, and like, nothing warms my belly like brandy and cognac. And this is, like, right there as far as, like, warming warming my belly. And I got a big belly for it to warm, right? Like, (laughs) I call it my belly shelf because I can, like, set things on it. But, um... It warms the whole goddamn thing up. There's yeah, a weird very. quality to this where I've had a couple things, like not only on this show, but just on my own. I've had several things that are higher proof than this, but this one is like a lip stinger. Like mm-hmm. there's definitely like a little buzz to it as soon as you put it in your mouth. And um, it's just yeah, the whole experience is electric. It's just very, very strong throughout with a lot of pleasant flavors a light taste, but heavy on the punch. And it's weird. Like you, you swallow it and it's not like it hurts to drink. It's a nice burn. It's a nice long finish. It's, it's good. I mean, vanilla cherry, you do get some of that, you know, that Oak feel to it. It's like you said, Steven, real decadent. It's right in my wheelhouse for sure. (laughs) That's a dangerous, that's a dangerous, bottle right there like like you know you're drinking something high proof it doesn't hide behind the like guys uh listeners when we're talking about it being decadent it is it's got a lot of sweetness to it but when you drink it you know you're drinking something that is high proof you are well aware of it from start to finish but it's so good that i could see myself just ignoring it and being like two or three glasses in and just suddenly I'm like knee walking drunk. Like because it's really tasty while I'm drinking it. Um, Dan, have you opened your other 1792? My sweet wheat? Uh, oh, it, no, the uh, foolproof that you just grabbed. No, no this one's okay. this one's unopened. Okay, I'm curious about the cork because mine is very light. And this no. is like just a no, few No, you ounces. know what? You're right. It's not as heavy as I remembered it being. Like my sweet wheat cork is not nearly as heavy as I thought it was. Yeah, maybe maybe older bottles add a heavier cork. Well, I when I was over there looking a second ago, I think I realized my confusion. So this is this is Peerless, and Peerless has like the that top. That's a heavier cork. Okay. So maybe I was. Thinking about the coloration. That peerless one is like a doorknob. It is. <laughs> hey, you had this, yeah. Stephen. Yeah, we cracked that right on the lake. Yep, sure did. I've never had peerless. It's good. There another uh spoiler. One thing about peerless, I, I talk about it regularly in that this bottle is 110.6 proof. It hits me more like it's 130 proof. For some reason, that 110 in Peerless gets me a lot more drunk than a 110 typically does. And I don't know why. But only Peerless. Peerless is the only one that does that to me. And some whiskeys just wrong. do that, man. Some some whiskeys just do that. Mm-hmm. Isn't Peerless the only one along with Wilderness Trail that like doesn't use sour mash you are correct 
they're amongst my favorites because they're like really pushing the science envelope. And um, yeah. I don't know, dude. The jury's still out on science. <laughs> <laughs> I see so many people, with, you know, right and left, putting bumper stickers on their car of what they believe. Even sports teams, it's like there's too many whack jobs out there. I'm not going to let someone just destroy my car because I have a political sticker on it. I just everyone disagrees. Like it doesn't really matter if I'm in front of you in traffic. Like I don't think it's just a time to let you know what I believe one way or another. Like who gives a shit? Even I think that way. Even honestly, about most like. Oh, I'm a fan of the blues or whatever. It's just like, who gives a shit? It's like, we're fucking sitting here. If you do like a little cute thing, maybe to just like distract people in traffic, I think that can be cool. Like there's somebody I saw that has like a Jason from Friday the 13th. Like they're like, uh, the back windshield is like his, they have like a wiper and it says like machete or whatever. It's like little Mm -hmm. stuff like that. It's kind of as character, I guess, and just breaks up the monotony of traffic. But for the most part, just fuck off with, I don't care what radio station you listen to. I don't care any of that shit. (laughs) But I think if you like the one thing where that place where that changes, I think it seems to me like if you work for a small independent like coffee shop, you're required to have like 40 bumper stickers on your car. (laughs) Like that's part of the interview process. Like, or if you ever, if you've ever run ever in your life, you have to have like, Every time you've run proof of it, and it's just oh, like, yeah. here's all the distances I've completed. Go <laughs> yeah. fuck no one yourself, ca- you lazy piece no of one, shit. No one cares about your marathon, you asshole. You know? <laughs> 13.1, 26.2. It's like, dude, I don't... Who are you bragging to? Nobody gives a shit. If you run so much, why do you have a car? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you're so fucking special, fucking... Here's your ASICs. Get going, bitch. Or, or like having like, you know, the pictures of the family, like mom, dad, and then the three kids. It's like, why would you want any psycho to know that you have three kids? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. They're like, oh, man, I'm going to be a creep with this family and follow them. You know, no. Have you ever seen a baby on board sign and been like, <laughs> I should slow down? Yeah. No, <laughs> not once. Uh, how about drive? Like, how about signs in people's yards? Drive like your kids live here. That drives me nuts. Yeah, like, I am. actually. That's why yeah. I have the blindfold on. Okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah. So football season starts this upcoming week, it and does, we all yeah. play fantasy football. So, hey, I'm big Penn State win. Hold on, big Penn State win on Saturday. This I don't is clap for pedophilia, dude. This goes back to the bumper sticker thing, Dan. No one gives a shit. Oh, but suddenly they care about fantasy football. That yeah, they do. They do oh, okay. care about okay. fantasy football. Okay. We have an avid fantasy football fan base, and so I just oh, wanted to clearly. Yeah, who's the who's the guys you guys are all counting on? This year uh, another fantasy teams? football show debuting next week. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a draft today, and it was a snake draft. And I was last year I I drafted first, got Christian McCaffrey. He screwed me. So this year I was tenth, but. Then I had the 11th pick. So I went um, Saquon Barkley and then Travis Kelsey because I just couldn't let Kelsey pass up because he puts up running back numbers. It's pretty insane. Um, and I was going to draft Justin Herbert, but I decided Lamar Jackson just because of the, the rushing yards. But my sleeper, if he messes up, I feel like the league kind of knows what Lamar's all about now. 
if he struggles, I don't care about the interceptions. I'm putting Jameis Winston in because I know it's going to be like 400 yards every game, four touchdowns and probably like eight picks, but that doesn't matter. So I'm ready. Yeah, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is another dark horse this year. He seemingly every year is, but I feel like he has more talent around him this year in Washington. So, but then you grabbed uh, him. Didn't you grab him? I did. No, you didn't. Okay. No, I took. Uh, I took uh, Ryan Tannehill. Like oh, in, that's in, who I was thinking. Like that's okay. Later ish round, because uh, I love his weapons that he throws to. I mean, obviously, they're and stacked then, now. Yeah. So for the listeners out there, um, Stephen and I have played in the same league together for eight, nine years now. Yeah, at least. I think this is our ninth year. Yeah. I think this is our ninth year. And uh, it's a keeper league. It's essentially a dynasty league. We get to keep three players from one year to the next. And um, we didn't want Ryan to play with us this year. So uh, we we could have let him into the league, but we didn't want him in the league. So uh, so he's still out, still on the uh, outside looking. You in. know, you know, I'm not going to play in a league that isn't a cash league. Um, so I, I was glad because Steven's like, all we ask. I know it wasn't you saying this. I know it was your idiot friend. Um, <laughs> but um, all we ask is your full participation. But like, yeah, I, I I get it. You know, adjusting lineups, doing all that shit. But what really motivates people is money. Um, so you guys should let well, him know. I've never done a keeper league. Um, usually, it's just a lot of fun. Every year. To me, it's a lot of fun. I love it. I I love the the dynasty element, and I love that even if we're not the most competitive or like paid league, I love that. Every year, it's kind of the same people, and people kind of have their guys and everything. I I do love it as much as I complain about like because we it's so casual that it's like people can be kind of like homers, and it's all in good fun. I give them shit because they definitely strengthen Dan's team every fucking year with terrible trades. But like, <laughs> yeah. it's cool to me that a person can like Aaron Rodgers and take him on their team and keep him in spite of like how stupid that fucking move is. Yeah, because people just—it's just a reason to love football and talk about football together. I am having a little bit more years. I'm not cracking open mine just <laughs> because. I understand that, dude. I had a lot of fucking open bottles. <laughs> You're gonna open them eventually, dude. Oh, absolutely! I'm gonna open them eventually. You know? We gotta have. I'd, a like to, be- I'd like to kill some of these open bottles that I. Already have open. We need to have a barbecue and just kill some of these bottles for Tear you. loose. We should do it. <laughs> <laughs> we should. Who wants to start? It. I'll start. All right, let's go. Uh, hold on. Eight two. It's uh, yeah, it's a very, it's, it's heavy, it's potent, it's strong, a lot of alcohol, but it is packed with flavor, just absolutely packed with, with flavor. You know, you're drinking a high proofer, but not only do you know you're drinking a high proofer based on the alcohol, but from the just 
pop in your mouth consistently of different flavors. It's complex. It's got sweetness. It's got oakiness. It's got some baking spices. It's got different variations of sweetness to it. Like, um, like the, on the sides of my tongue, I'm getting more of like, uh, like the fruits that you're talking about in the center of my tongue. I'm getting the vanilla and the caramel. I'm getting cinnamon on the finish. It's just really, really good. Long finish, nice warm hug, eight two. I'll, I'll go next because mine is real quick. I think um, I was going to go with an eight point because I think that it's really solid. I like it a lot. But what keeps it out of the upper echelon for me is that although it's very flavorful and it's complex, there's no specific weird quality that I pick up that's super interesting about it. It's just really, really solid. And it's a great, it's a great pick. It's a great bottle. But there's no like, I won't think back to this bottle and remember like a super unique characteristic other than it just being very flavorful. So it's very good at what it does, but I'm not going to give it any more than an eight right on the dot, which is a great score, but I'm, I can't give it any more than that because I just feel like it doesn't have that like specific differentiating factor for me. It's just very, very solid. It's exactly what you want if you're looking for a foolproof. This is exactly what people look for whenever they're looking for a high proof bourbon. Well, as Steven's uh, favorite former president would say, this whiskey is terrific. Uh, I love it. It's decadent. The finish is great. It's very complex on the nose. It just, I mean, I had a sip like a minute ago and I still, it feels like I just drank it. That dried cherry, um, it is fruity, but it's also decadent. You get that cinnamon, that vanilla, that caramel. But then oak too, and you, it's very complex. I'm going to go higher than both of you guys. I'm going to go an 8.8. It's right in my wheelhouse. I love this whiskey. It's, I didn't expect it to be as good as it is. You know, I, a lot of these store picks, you, you don't know how they're going to turn out. And this one hit the nail on the head. I loved it. It is super important to note that this is a store pick. So if you grab a bottle off the shelf we can't speak to whether or not it's going to be that 8882 or 8.0. It could be a 77. It could be a 75. But that store pick is a killer store pick. That's a really like whoever picked that from Jewel Osco did a great freaking job cuz that yeah, that knocked it out of the park. Well, as Stephen's uh, favorite former president would say, this whiskey is terrific. Uh, 